Blog Talk Radio. Will you put that in this atmosphere? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Real simple song. I want to teach it to you tonight. The Lord is my light salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my life salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. The Lord is my life, salvation. Whom shall I fear? You say it. Whom shall I fear? No, no. The Lord is my life, salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? I will, I will wait on you. Raise your voice. I will wait.
declaration tonight that you will remain confident in this, that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You have tuned in tonight to the best in blog talk radio here on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast. I'm so glad that you have decided to tune in tonight. I want to welcome you if this is your first time. And right now you are part of our family. So welcome to the broadcast. We're here every week taking this journey together as it is our desire to fulfill our purpose, to walk out our destinies in the earth, and to live life on purpose. My name is Deborah Tule. I am your host, and I am your life on purpose navigator. I am Louise's baby girl. I'm an author, a cancer thriver, a minister, and a motivational speaker. And I am super excited about this week. This week. Let's take a moment right now. For our invite blast, take a few minutes, send out a text, an email, inbox, a tweet, or hit your social media right now. Let your family and friends know that we are live on the air right now on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast. They can connect with us via my Facebook page by clicking on the link there, or they can dial 917-889-2821. Well, I'm so super excited tonight, y'all. I got some great things to share with you tonight, and I'm glad that you tuned in. Our foundation of scripture is found in Romans 8 and 28, and the New King James Version reads, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. And I just want to remind you tonight that when you look at that scripture and you read that scripture, God is speaking to you right now. He's speaking to you in your circumstance. He's speaking to you in your situation. And he is reminding us that no matter what we face in our lives, that it has to work for our good because God has already declared it. It's already been spoken over your life that no matter what you face, no matter what your it is, it has to line up with the word of God and it has to work for your good because you belong to God and because you are the call according to his purposes. And tonight, y'all, I am so excited about what's going on, what the Lord is doing in my life. Um, On February the 3rd, go on and save the date, put it on your calendar right now. On February the 3rd, we're going to host our very first Life on Purpose conference here in the big city of Rock Hill, South Carolina, We want everyone to be there. It is going to be a phenomenal conference. The name of the conference is Operation Reset 2018. And what is Operation Reset about? Operation Reset is allowing us to evaluate where we are in our lives right now and then to press the reset button. Because if you're like me, as I look at my life, I don't have balance in every area of my life. I don't have every area of my life in position the way that I know that it needs to be so that I can fulfill my purpose and my destiny in the earth. So what we're doing in February, on February 3rd, the first Saturday in February, we're going to press the reset button. We're going to press it on our health. We're going to have someone speaking body, spirit, finances, success, and relationships. Definitely want to be there. You don't want to miss it. It is going to be a phenomenal conference. And our reset speakers are Troy Harris. He's going to be talking about the body, helping us to to get our bodies in shape, pressing the reset button on our body. 
you know, our bodies are the it's, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit resides in in the temple, which is our body. And sometimes we don't do what we should do to take care of the body. We don't drink water like we need to. We don't, you know, take the supplements that we might need to take. We don't eat healthy. So there's so many things that we don't do. We don't exercise. You know, we, we're just not being good stewards over the house that God has given us, this temple that the Spirit of God lives in. And so we're going to look at pressing the reset button. Number one is body. And second is relationships. And we have Cinda Hunter, Evangelist Cinda, is going to be um, at Operation Reset, and she's going to be sharing about relationships. You know, sometimes we carry grudges, and, and we have a lot going on in our families, and a lot with our spouses, a lot with our children, coworkers, you know, just a lot of things going on in our relationships that leads to stress, and stress leads to other health issues if they are unresolved. So she's going to be dealing with relationships. Our next reset speakers are Minister Manisa Mullins and her husband, Willie Mullins. They're going to be dealing with finances um, at the conference. We're going to press reset on our finances. We're going to find out how we can begin to be good stewards over the monies, over the finances that God allows us to have, talking about budgeting, how we can, you know, be better stewards over our finances, over our credit scores, you know, just how do we handle what God has blessed us with. The next person is going to be dealing with resetting success. You know, all of us, if we look at our lives, you know, God has given us gifts, talents, and abilities, but what are we doing with them? Oftentimes, we're doing a little of nothing. So we're going to have Lori Pelzer all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, is going to be in the house talking about pressing the reset button on success. And last but not least is my pastor from the Well Church right here in Rock Hill, South Carolina, Pastor Katita Revell, is going to be helping us to press the reset button um, spiritually. So, y'all, I want you to get ready to reset your life. And you can register by going to www.operationreset18.com. And for more information, you can email me at lifeonpurposeradio at gmail.com. But you don't want to miss this conference. I promise you, your life will be changed. Whatever area, you know, you need to press reset, we're going to have the content there to help you to get moving, to help you to get motivated, to help you to move forward as you walk out your purpose and walk out your destiny in the earth. Because when you look at all of these different components, when they come together, they make a whole. And, yes, you may have the body part down pat. You mean maybe you're working out like you should, maybe you're eating like you should, but then when you look over on the finance side, that's not where it needs to be. Or maybe when you look at, look at the success side, that you know that my gifts, my talents, and my abilities are lying dormant, and I'm not fulfilling my call. I'm not fulfilling um, <clears throat> the the business that God has on the inside of me. is is not being has not been birthed yet. So we're going to help you to give birth to what's on the inside of you, be it, you're, be it a, you, you know, you're an entrepreneur, be it you have a business on the inside of you, you're going to start a business, or be it as something else that you're going to do in the marketplace. We want to help you to have the tools so that you can press the reset button and move forward in your life. So definitely want you to be there. Tickets are early bird right now until January 20th. They're only $5. Go on and get your ticket tonight. Get your ticket while they're only $35.
early bird ends on January 20th, and then they're $45. That's our general admission price. We want you to be um, able to take advantage of the early bird um, by getting your ticket at $35. Lunch is going to be provided. It's going to be an awesome, awesome event. We're going to have some phenomenal vendors there as well. So you definitely want to have your face in the place at Operation Reset 18 on February 3rd. 2018 over at the Holiday Inn in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And bring somebody with you. Don't just come alone, but bring a, a friend, you know, bring a family member. And, yes, people have been asking, is it open to men? Can men come as well? It is open to men and women. Because anyone that has followed the Life on Purpose um, broadcast, you know that from time to time we'll have, you know, men on, you know, speaking as well as women. Because when we look at Life on Purpose, God is not just speaking to women, he's speaking to all of us. So for this conference, it is open to everyone. Every, everyone is invited to come to the Life on Purpose conference. And tonight, y'all, I'm going to be sharing a little bit with you tonight. As um, I had shared last week, um, we have been on the air here on God Squad 66 Network for over um, a year and a half, for almost two years. And in that time, um, you know, we have had an opportunity to, you know, have many guests come on the on the broadcast and be a blessing um, to us here to share their testimonies, to give insight on what purpose means to them, and just to share nuggets here on um, this platform. But we are looking forward to moving from Blog Talk Radio to Radio.co. And that's going to be happening here in the month of March. But no worries. You can still listen to Life on Purpose every Sunday evening at 4.30 p.m. until 5 o'clock p.m. on WDRB Media. And that is on iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. Um, You can download the app on your phone or you can definitely connect um, on your computer but definitely tune in on Sunday evenings at 4.30 p.m. for the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast. See, God is doing something different. He's taken us to another level in him. He's opened another door of opportunity. And so I am so, so excited about what the Lord is doing. You know, um, when I think about where I started, when I think about where I came from, when I think about, you know, the, the, the trials, the tribulations, the things that I've experienced in my life, and just knowing that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be right now. I don't know if I could have made it. I don't know, you know, how, how I could have handled all of the things that I've gone through if it had not been for God, if it had not been for the plan and the purposes that he had for my life. And I am so glad tonight that I can say that God has been with me every step of the way. From the time of my birth, and I shared a little bit last night. I had an opportunity um, to be with Miss um, Karen on her platform, and I shared my testimony, and I started just thinking about how good God has been, you know, all my life, all through the years. When I trace back, I have to give him glory, and I have to give him honor. When I think about growing up as a little girl, the last of eight children, and my mother being a single parent, living in the house with my grandmother, you know, and, and even in today's, you know, when we look at today, it was a shack back then. So I know if we looked at it today, it would have been even worse. You know, just standing, you know, in the house and being able to look through the cracks of the floor and see the ground. But God, but God didn't have 
a bathroom in the house, didn't have running water in the house. But God, that little shack of a house burned all the way to the ground, y'all. They had to carry my grandmother out because it was her house, and it had been her parents' house. And she didn't want to leave the house. She was trying to put the fire out. And that little shack of a house burned all the way to the ground. But God and my mother, bless her heart, she had, we had to go stay with, with my older sister. And I know she hadn't been too long, gotten married and moved back to, you, to York. And we moved in with her. So we were, we were separated from our mom for what seemed like eternity to me being a little girl. And I can just remember longing for my mother being with my older sister and her children. But God, God allowed us to walk into a brand new house and nobody had ever lived. God did that. God allowed me, you know, even though I went through that experience and and, and I talked about last night about being a little girl that grew up in York with a dark skin and a block plat and how sometimes when you grow up in a certain era, it actually helps to define who you are. And I remember growing up with so, you know, such low self-esteem and not knowing who I was and, and not feeling good about who I was. Being this little girl that wasn't light-skinned and didn't have long hair and didn't have pretty clothes and didn't have some of the things that, you know, the teachers validated those girls that had the light skin and the long hair and that came from the uh, um, affluent families or the influential families in the community. But the little girls who didn't have the pretty clothes and didn't have the pretty shoes and didn't have any bows in their hair, you know, oftentimes they were overlooked. They didn't get to wrap the maypole. They didn't get to be, you know, in the, in the queen's court for the May Day. But God, but God, because I know how the struggle that I endured and, and, and growing up and becoming a young woman and still not feeling good about who I was because my daddy was a preacher and my mother had had me, you know, out of a relationship that was an adulterous relationship and carrying the weight and the burden of that, you know, in my life. But I can look at that today and I can say, but God, because I know I don't have anything to do with how I got here. But God orchestrated that because God knew what he was going to need me to do. You know, I've had an opportunity to share with, with young women that were growing up and that, you know, one, one young lady I can just think of right now, she was pregnant and she was crying because she was sad because the man that she was pregnant by was saying that the baby wasn't, wasn't his. And I was able to, to minister to her because of what I had gone through. See, what we go through in our lives, sometimes we want to count it out and we want to discard it as not meaning anything. But like Paul said, the things that I've gone through, I don't, I'm not going to count them as nothing. I'm not going to count them as dumb. Courage is not. As you look at your life, know that every trial, every tribulation, every circumstance, you got to say, God, get the glory out of my story. He wants to get the glory out of it, but we have to allow him to get the glory out of our story. Because if we sit back and we start looking at all the things that's going wrong, woe is me, this person did this to me, this person did that to me, this person walked out on me, this person left me, this person cheated on me, and we look at all those things and we stay in that place, then what happens is we find ourselves smack dab in the middle of the number one destiny killer. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The number one destiny killer is the spirit of offense. 
And we're going to pause right now for our Life on Purpose song for this week. And when I come back, we're going to talk about the spirit of offense. And our song for this week is a song by Kiara Sheard, and the name of the song is Hang On In There. Listen up. Father, that we can look to the hills from whence forth cometh our help, because our help comes from you. Father, we bless your holy and your righteous name. 
tonight, we declare that you are the king of all kings and that you are the Lord of all lords, that you are the Lord of glory and that you are the lifter of our heads. Father, you said in your word that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. And, Father, tonight we dwell under your shadow, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for being a covenant. Hallelujah, Father, that you love us with an everlasting love. Father, we bless your name tonight because your name is great and your name is greatly to be praised. There is none likened unto you and none compares with you, O God. You are sovereign. You are holy. You are righteous. You are altogether lovely. And, Father, we honor you right now. We thank you for this time, Lord, as we're, Lord God, sharing your word, Father. We thank you, Father God, for this time as we're talking about the spirit of offense. We pray right now, God, that you, Lord God, would speak through me, Lord, as we share from this topic tonight, Lord. I pray that those that are listening tonight, Father, that if they have a comment, Lord, that you allow them to share here on the airways tonight, Father. God, we love you, and we praise you, and we bless your name. God, we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. This felt led to go and pray right there. As we're talking about tonight, the number one destiny killer, the spirit of offense. And why is that the number one destiny killer? Because offense can literally stop your motion. It can stop your momentum. It can prevent you from moving forward because offense has a way of getting in your head, getting in your mind, and getting in your heart. And then you'll begin to replay that offense over and over and over to it will literally consume your thoughts to you cannot move forward to fulfill your destiny or your purpose. Now, when we look at the word offense, offense is defined as annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult to or disregard for oneself or one standard or principle. So when you look at the word offense, it means that you become annoyed because of something that you perceive to be an insult or perceive to be some type of disregard for you or someone else that you love or for a standard that you hold dearly or, or a principle that you hold dearly. And it builds an offense. It becomes an offense to you. And if we look at Proverbs 12 and 16, it says, a wise person overlooks an insult, but a fool immediately gets annoyed. One thing that I've learned, and I read this book, it's called The Bait of Satan some years ago, and I learned that offense is a choice. You can choose whether or not you want to be offended. You don't have to be offended. Just because someone says something or does something that you don't like, it does not mean that you have to be offended. You literally can choose whether or not you're going to be offended. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Because one of the most deceptive snares that Satan uses to get believers out of the will of God is offense. And when we are ensnared by that bait, in most cases, we don't even realize it. It's one of those things that the enemy would get in your mind and in your heart, and you don't even realize what the root of it is. 
But tonight, we want to dig deep, pluck up that root of offense, pluck it up from the root, and get it out of our lives. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have place in our hearts, a place in our lives, because it will hold us hostage. And none of us, none of us, I don't care how old you are, I don't care how young you are, none of us have the time to be stuck in offense. So if you look at offense, the first thing we, that we need to do to combat this destiny killer is to forgive your offender. And as I said before, you know, offense is a choice. You can choose to be offended or you can choose to not be offended. And a lot of times what I say is this. You can allow things to be water, like water on a duck's back. You can make up in your mind that whether that person meant to offend you or not, you can make up in your mind that you're going to give them the benefit of the, of the doubt and say that they didn't, even if they meant to. Because this actually frees you from going and receiving emotions that you don't have to deal with if you just say, I don't receive that, whether they meant it or not, I choose not to be offended. So when you make a decision that you're not going to take the offense, then you literally now are able to build a fence around your heart and block the power of offense that wants to attack. Block the, the, the offense that wants to get in your mind, that gets in your heart, to keep God from freely flowing in your heart. Because once you allow that offense to come in, then it triggers other emotions and other thoughts. So even if someone desires to hurt you or to be offensive to you, the choice is yours whether or not to take it. And, we, and even if they did, what you can do is you can forgive. Because forgiveness is an honorable thing. When you cover an offense, you give grace and empathy to the offender. When you overlook an offense, you choose to give something valuable to yourself. The reminder that your security is not based on others' opinions of you, but based on the security that you have in Christ Jesus. Forgive them. Don't hold it. Release it and go forth. So that's number one, forgive your offender. Number two, trade places. Remember that you're not perfect. Is there anyone perfect? Raise your hand if you're perfect. I know nobody's hands is up. No one's hand is up right now because there's no one that's perfect. So when we remember that we're not perfect either, that we sometimes do things that we shouldn't do, we may say things that we shouldn't say. And when you put yourself in the other person's shoes and you begin to think, maybe they were dealing with family stress or work pressure, and try to consider their situation. And know that the perception is not always reality. Now, one thing about reality is this. Your reality is your reality. And let's just say if someone was to come in to you today and they had said, you know, it was beautiful today here in South Carolina. The sun was bright and shining. It was about 65, 67 degrees. It was a beautiful day. So if someone came in to you and said the sky is blue, you may have thought in your mind that the sky is the color blue. But for someone else, blue could have meant that the sky had turned cloudy. The sky was getting dark. It looked like it was about to rain. So your perception is really what makes a difference. How do you perceive what's going on? 
So you can choose. You can make a decision that whether that person chooses or their decision, they were they were really out to offend me. I can choose not to be offended. I can choose to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I can choose to release them knowing that I'm not perfect either. I don't always say everything right. I don't always do everything right. Sometimes I mess up. Sometimes I fall short. Sometimes I make mistakes. And the same grace that I want to receive is the same grace that I have to extend. See, we want mercy. But in order for us to receive mercy, then we have to show mercy. We have to show mercy by not letting the insult diminish how you feel about that person. And I know sometimes that's hard. And I'm sure if you think hard enough, you can think about somebody right now in your mind that that person has kind of rubbed you the wrong way. It seems like they always say something that, you know, kind of belittles you or, or tries to put you down or sarcastic. or. But you know what? It could be something going on with that person that if you turn the other cheek or if you take a moment to be patient and, and you respond to that person in love, every time they're sarcastic, every time they say something you don't like, every time you feel that they really are trying to belittle you, but your response is always from a place of love, your response is always from a place of care, your response is always from a place of concern, Sooner or later, you're probably going to see change in that person because sometimes people are acting out of hurt. Sometimes they're acting out of a place where they have been wounded. And even as believers, it may it may be hard hard for you to imagine, but sometimes people respond out of a wound instead of out of the love of God. Because when we have been wounded and we're responding out of that hurt, hurting people hurt people. So it could be the reason that person is offensive, the reason that person says the things that they say or do the things that they do that are offensive, and it may not even just be to you. It could be to you and other people as well, but it's probably out of a place of hurt, out of a place of disappointment, out of a place of rejection, out of a place of mistrust. So just think if we as believers would put on the love of God, and when people are speaking to us, or acting in a way that we feel like, you know, just doesn't honor God, just doesn't exemplify who they should be in the kingdom of God, if we begin to show love to that person in spite of, in spite of what they say, in spite of what they do, we choose love. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. And I tell you, I'll be the first one to say that I have responded out of wounds in my life. I have responded from a broken place in my life. I responded from a hurt place in my life. I responded from rejection in my life. But as people say today, when you know better, do better. And I want to encourage you tonight. Stop responding out of a place of hurt, out of that place of rejection, out of that place of fear, and begin to respond from a place of love. Begin to respond from a place that, Only God can give you that kind of love because that kind of love is that agape love. It's the love that loves in spite of what it knows. That's a different kind of love, y'all. That ain't that that love that I love you as long as you are with me and as long as we're doing it the way I want to do it. But the moment that you um, disappoint me or you discourage me, guess what? I don't love you anymore. That's conditional love. And that's not the love of God. So in order for us, 
to get rid of that number one destiny killer, to get rid of offense in our lives, we have got to begin to walk in love. The Bible says that God is love. When we begin to walk in love, that we take the power away from the spirit of offense. So if you want to destroy the number one destiny killer that can literally stifle you and keep you from fulfilling your purpose and your assignment in the earth, then you want to take the wind out of the spirit of offense and you want to begin to walk in love. We have to show love and mercy because think about it. If justice plant your case right now, we ain't talking about the other person that offended you. We ain't talking about anybody else. We're talking about you right now. When you look at you and you look at what you've done and you look at what you said, you look at the thoughts you've had, and if justice plant your case right now and you got what you deserve, what would you, what would you get from God? Have you done everything right? Have you said everything right? Has all your thoughts been pure? Have you have you honored the Lord with everything, with your, your substance, with your body, with your mind, with your increase? Have you honored God in every aspect of your life? And I know we cannot answer yes, because not only are there sins that we commit, there's already also sins of omission, things that God wanted us to do that we didn't do. And some of those things we were not even conscious of. But when we look at our lives, the same grace, the same mercy that we want God to give us, we got to learn to give it to others. we got to learn to be patient and learn to be kind to other people that are going through, that are going through in the moment to help them, to show them love, to show them grace, to show them mercy, that they might come out of that, come out of those ways, come out of that attitude, come out of that sarcasm. Because we love them through it. And then you have to lo- have to learn how to humor yourself. Sometimes you got to just laugh it off. I, I, you know, I love to be silly. That's just who I am, y'all. I love to cut up. I love to laugh. I love to be silly. And sometimes even when people meant craziness, and I tell my children this, and they can tell you, they're a witness. When people act crazy with you, act crazy with them. And when I say that, I don't mean that in a mean way. But when I say it, when I'm, when I, what I'm teaching them is this. When people say things that are kind of out there versus you getting intimidated or getting offended or getting mad, you just kind of flip the script on them and come at them from a different angle, from an angle that's just kind of halfway silly, halfway crazy, something to laugh at, and just blow it over and just keep moving. When people play crazy with you is what I tell my children. When people play crazy with you, play crazy with them. And what that means is this, don't take everything in to heart. Don't take everything to heart because some things people don't mean it that way and you took it that way. And even if they meant it that way, why should you now walk around being sad, being depressed? You know, why should you take that and in, in, internalize it and, and take that into your emotions so now you got to deal with it? Uh-uh. No, you don't have to deal with it. That's their craziness. Let them keep their own craziness, and you keep it moving. So learn how to laugh. Laugh it off and keep it moving. And this is a great way to take control of the situation and prevent yourself from harboring bitterness and anger. Learn how not to sweat the small stuff. You can say this to yourself right now. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat it. 
It's not worth it. Some things is not worth the energy and the effort that we give it. We have to learn how not to sweat the small stuff. I tell my children this. I say, do they go home with you at the end of the day? No. Do they pay any bills at your house? No. So you have to even think about that as well. At the end of the day, you go home to your house, and they go home to their house. So you don't give all that emotion to certain circumstances that don't warrant it. Learn how to not be offended. Choose not to be offended. And last but not least, love again. Equip yourself to walk in freedom. Press the reset button in your heart and begin again. Quickly forgive and move on, and don't let immature moments ruin a relationship. If that same attitude reoccurs, create some distance and love from far away. And, yes, that's true. Some people, you have to feed them with a long-handled spoon. Some people, you can pull them close. You can work with them, try to help them to work through their personality issues, their sarcastic attitude, you know, um, um, just hateful disposition. Some people, you can kind of work with them and help them to work through that. And some people, you can't. And in those cases, then you have to know how to deal with that person. Still in love, but you have to sometimes create some space and some distance between you and that person. You still love them, but you just don't love them up close and personal. You kind of put some distance between them, and you love them from far away. And when we look at the scripture, this is Luke chapter 17. And I'm going to read the first. Then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Because when we learn how not to take offense to heart and take everything to heart, and we give it to God and let God deal with it, the Bible says, woe to him, woe to people who continue to offend other people. So it's not for us to feel like I have to handle this person. I got to get this person in check. But if we would begin to allow God to be God in every area of our lives. I can remember working on a job before, and there was something that had happened on my job. You know, and the Bible talks about God being the God of justice. And whatever had happened, you know, it wasn't right, it wasn't fair, it was just some things going on. And I began to pray, and I began to ask the Lord. I said, God, you are the God of justice. You are my avenger, Lord God. You said in your word, Father, that vengeance is mine, said the Lord, I will repay Father, I pray now help me to remove myself from this from this situation, to take my mind out of it and allow you to be God. And when I allow God to be God in that situation, y'all, I promise you, God turned that situation around and did what only he could do. So there are times in our lives when that bait of Satan, that offense comes up in our lives, when we have to pray and we have to give it to God and say, God, you, you see this person, you see what's going on, but, Father, I'm going to walk in love, and I ask you, Father, you intervene. You, Father, you handle the situation. You help them, Lord. I'm going to operate in love. And you may even have to ask the Father to help you to operate in love because sometimes it's very difficult 
to operate and walk in love when it comes to someone that is, you know, you feel like is, is hurting you on purpose or, or being spiteful to you or trying to embarrass you in front of other people. Sometimes that can be very difficult. But I want to encourage you tonight to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to walk in love, that you will not be overcome by the spirit of offense that offense will no longer be a destiny killer in your life. You lay it down now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We render it helpless and harmless in our lives. Offense, we take authority over you now in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will no longer have place in our lives. You will no longer hold us hostage and hold us bound by your spirit, but we will walk and operate in a spirit of love and in a spirit of freedom and victory in the name of Jesus. God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. And I want to share this tip from Oprah Winfrey. Oprah said this. She says, challenges are gifts that force us to search for a new center of gravity. Don't fight them. Just find a different way to stand. So when someone appears to be a challenge in your life, don't fight them. Operate in love, and then you find a different way to stand. Hey, what I want you to do right now, if you have a question or a comment that you'd like to share on this topic right now, I want you to go on and press the number one on your keypad. I'd love to invite you into the broadcast tonight to allow you to share, um, to hear what's on your heart tonight about offense. Maybe you have had some moments in your life where you had to walk in love and you want to share your testimony on how you prevail, or maybe you have a question about it. But whatever it is, I want you to press the number one on your keypad and come on into the Life on Purpose for Deborah Tulane broadcast and share with us tonight. But before, while we're waiting on that, we're going to have our final selection, our final song for this week, and it's by my girl, Casey J, and the name of the song is I'm Yours. Listen up.
Jesus that you can have all you can have all of me sing have all of me tell them I'm yours I give I give you Connect your heart with your mouth. You can have all of me. Have all of me. Have all. Say, I'm yours. I'm, I give you. I give you all of me. Sing all of me. Give you all. 